Hey, good morning, everybody. It is the weekend, so you should be thinking about your money right now. It is Saturday, July 17th, so thank you for joining me on today's episode. And for those of you that listened to my midweek episode just a couple days ago about the man who won the million dollars, the point of that really was to let you guys know that we're not all of us, obviously, are going to be winning the lottery, right? But we can win with wealth if we take the time, 10 or 15 years, which is going to go by, if we take that time, we can become millionaires all on our own and reach our personal best. So that was what I meant by producing the episode is that not everybody's going to win the lottery again, but you guys can win your own lottery by following what you need to do in your financial life. So today we're going to be talking about how you are approved to wake up. So I thought of things to share with you today, especially in my past. Um, I'll be talking about two experiences in my college years that really helped change me to help me understand the money mistakes that I was about to make. And then once I recognized that, I was able to then acknowledge, become aware and have insight so I could make the changes. Um, and you're going to be hearing about four things today as well, where I, can, I think can help you to wake up. So if, for those of you of listening, if you're still struggling with money and you, or you know somebody that is, and if you're still buying once over needs before it's time to do so, then this episode is for you. Because again, I'm going to be talking about four things that can help you wake up before it's too late. And the last one, the fourth one is really the most important one. So I want you to stay tuned for the entire episode. I want you to Put on your shoes, put in your earbuds, and walk with me to wealth today. So stay tuned. The podcast starts right now. Hey, before we start our episode, always remember, if you don't want to be broke at 40 like I was, or if you are broke at 40, stay tuned on a weekly basis where I explore the basics of personal finance and more importantly, the behaviors that can bring you from broke to brilliance, whatever you think brilliance may be. And as always, this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please consult with a financial advisor if necessary. My name is Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. So again, welcome to today's episode where you're approved to wake up, especially if you haven't done so already. So before I get started with the content of the episode, I just want to talk for a few minutes about buzzwords. Buzzwords are words and or phrases that you may hear about in your lifetime that help motivate us towards something that we may want to achieve. So just think about things you've heard throughout your life. There are certain phrases and, again, these little buzzwords that we always hear about. Um, and for me, one of the most important ones that I've heard is, you're approved to wake up. So let me just start by telling this story. You guys know that I've been a fan of the Susie Orman Show for many, many years, and I teach people all the time to find somebody in media that inspires them. And for me, many, many years ago, back in 2005, I found her show. And as you guys may know, she had a segment called, you know, you're approved or you're denied is what she did. And 
So there was a CBS app actually that I downloaded to my iPhone 4 um, back in 2010, I think it was. And I did it as a joke really, um, but there was an alarm clock from the personalities of CNBC, Jim Cramer, which doesn't really kind of excite me. I have never really listened to or watched him through the years. I think he's on Mad Money. Um, but then we had Susie Orman and the um, alarm clock then says, you know, you're approved to wake up and denied to go back to sleep. And so I told my coworkers that and we would laugh about it and we just thought it was kind of funny. But anyway, the point of this is that the buzzword of you're approved to wake up is a really strong thing for me that helped motivate me to stay on track through multiple years when I was building financial independence. And so I like to teach people then to find something, a buzzword, whatever it is, that can help you as you move forward in your life. So today on this episode, I'd like to be talking about how you guys, I think, are really approved to wake up. You know, I know many of you have probably been listening to the podcast over the past year or so, um, hopefully being encouraged by things that I'm sharing with you. And it occurred to me that um, as I work through this episode, there are a lot of people listening to me right now that haven't really had that experience where you've actually had a mind shift or a mental shift, you know, and actually started to create the destiny that you want. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how can I encourage my listeners to hopefully reach that emotional bottom, if you will, <clears throat> that can then change your entire mindset? Um, in season one of the Broke at 40 podcast, for those of you that have listened to my back episodes, and if you haven't, I would encourage you to do so. I did have an episode called The Golden Handcuffs. You know, we hear a lot about the golden parachute where people work for companies for many years and then they decide to retire, especially like presidents of companies that then get this big windfall of money. And I'd have to research that a little bit more, but I think it's called The Golden Parachute. Um, but I came up with this concept of the golden handcuffs, which for me means, as you may know, we are enticed by shiny objects and, you know, the golden, the, the, you know, that shiny aspect of gold really can destroy our financial lives because we then start thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, that we need these material items in our life and then we become what? We become handcuffed to all of these material possessions. So that's another buzzword for me, the golden handcuffs, and for you as well. And in that episode, I talked about how it's important if you haven't reached a point in your financial life where you've reached the bottom, where you say to yourself, I need to change, are there ways for you to force yourself to that emotional bottom so that you can really get super, um, you know, in your mind, in your thoughts of, okay, I've reached this emotional bottom. Now I need to pick myself back up and I need to move forward. So for me, you guys know I had a bankruptcy at age 29. Right after the court case, I went home, fell into an emotional heap on the floor, as you know. And at that moment, then I decided I've got to change. And then, as you guys know, it was nine or 10 years later until I finally had enough income to then 
create and begin the creation of the destiny that I wanted. So today, again, then I'd like to just explore this whole concept of how you can take this little buzzword of you're approved to wake up and really help resonate within you. Um, again, because I know many of you haven't really then reached that point where you've actually looked in the mirror and said, I'm going to wake up and change my future. Now, I also want to just talk a little bit about how, you know, there was an experience in my past as well, back when I was in college, and there's a very important um, moment, which was kind of like a vision for me into the future. So I would encourage you guys to think back into your past and, you know, create those moments or actually remember those moments, hopefully, that then can help change you. For me, one of the experiences that really changed me in college, and yet it was a self-fulfilling prophecy in a negative way, where a friend of mine in one of our video classes said, do you want to be in my film? And I said, yeah, sure, I can do that. It was a very short little video, actually, um, of this guy that's sleeping in his bed. It starts that I'm like kind of sleeping and it, you know, it cuts over to the alarm clock and it's ticking and you can hear the clock. And suddenly then it segues into a dream sequence where I'm running through town and the camera's following me and I keep looking behind my shoulder up at this image and you can't see what that image is. And it's just this whole dream sequence of me running through the college campus and running from something, some evil thing that's following me. And finally, it backs me up against a wall and I turn around and I look behind me and then the camera cuts to an image of a Visa card descending upon me. And it's getting closer to me and I put my arms up and I'm like, no, and I shake my head, no, no, no. And the music is going. And then you see the back of the credit card and it's, the person's name is just in time. And then suddenly I wake up and the, it cuts to me in bed, but around me are all these packages. So this is a simple little story about a guy that went out obviously and spent all this money um, at the mall shopping because all the bags were there from all the different companies that we know. <clears throat> and he wakes up and then he looks at the clock and then it cuts to black and it's the end of the film. And wow, how did I, you know, that was 1987. And, you know, little did I know that I would get out of college then and graduate and move to Florida in 1990 and start my career, which took, as you guys know, about a year and a half for me to even find a job. <clears throat> um, and I wasn't making much money. And then I started spending money, as you guys know, going to the mall, buying clothes, putting on credit cards, and not even knowing how bad my balances were actually getting. So go back and listen to my episodes. You'll know that's a part of my history, you know, and that video actually came true where, you know, here I was at age 24 with my first job, but spending money like $500 a month or more on clothes and just things on credit cards and not even paying attention to anything about that destiny that I was creating myself, which was so bad. And so many people do that and they don't even think about, and they don't have that awareness or insight to actually wake up. And it took me, as you guys know, then 
multiple years to recover, you know, four or five years, and then the bankruptcy happened at age 29. And then, as I just said a few minutes ago, another nine or 10 years before I got to the age of 40, where I was still completely broke and still living paycheck to paycheck. So, you know, I wanted to start today's episode by reminding you guys of my past history. And it's just so important that for all of you listening, if you haven't really taken the time to wake up, I would really ask you to really ask yourself and look inward and say, why haven't you taken the time to think about this destiny, maybe a negative destiny that you're creating for yourself right now, and give yourself that permission, if you will, to wake up. So I came up with a few things that I wanted to share with you in this episode, which I'd like to actually segue into now, which is what are some things that can help you as you try to force yourself to wake up? Now, before I get into that, I also want to remind you guys that in one episode in season one, I think it was, I also had another experience in college, which I remember, and it's all in the whole concept of persistence of vision. I talked about the fact that um, my freshman year, I was in a dorm in a quad that we called it, and there were four four guys in this room. I don't remember all of their names, um, but I do remember this experience because I had a photography class, and I came back to the dorm and I asked my my dorm mates to participate in this little test that we were supposed to do, which was a test of the persistence of vision, and. I asked them to stand in this a dark room. Um, we turned out all the lights. Of obviously, it was at night, and I wrote four words on a big piece of paper um, with a magic marker or something like that. And the four words were Hitler, John, football, four. Hitler, and then John, J O N, football, and then F O U R, four. And I wrote those four words on this piece of paper. I asked them to close their eyes. Um, They, you know, I think we put blindfolds on too. I can't remember, but they closed their eyes. And then I asked them in this dark room to open their eyes. And then I took a flash bar and I flashed it. And then they stared at the wall. And suddenly after about 10 seconds or more, the vision of what was on the you know, the, the uh, wall in front of them came clear and then they could see those four words. And I asked them, what are the four words? And they told me. So that's what persistence of vision is all about where, you know, the light flashes. And then all of a sudden, if you keep staring, you see that image and it stays on your retina, I believe, or cornea, maybe anyway, um, it stays on the retina. I think it is. And then it uh, eventually dissipates and it disappears. For some reason, that experience it resonates with me. And because I think because it then helped me understand the whole concept of visioning, um, the vision boards that I've talked about, the whole art, if you will, of visualization, and really seeing something first in your mind's eye before you can actually achieve it. And so I came up with a few things that I wanted to share with you today then on how you can be approved to really wake up. So the first thing I thought about really is you have to believe first and then create your reality. Okay. So again, you have to believe something first and then create the reality. 
In other words, if you want to be wealthy and if you want to see yourself being really great with money, you're going to have to stop and just say to yourself, I believe it. Even if you really don't, you have to believe it first and force yourself to believe it, and then you can achieve it. And this is something that I learned through the training profession and a whole concept known as what we call the fish philosophy. So let me take a few minutes and talk about that. Um, I had an episode in season one called Be a Big Fish in a Small Pond that you can go listen to. Um, But the whole concept is there is a fish market in Seattle, Washington at Pike's Place Market. If you've never been there, it's a really great little area, a market, Um, lots of different markets around. That's where the first Starbucks was created. And there's a, a, a company, a fish market that decided, you know, their, their um, owners decided that they wanted to create the whole concept of we are someday going to be famous. And they decided to believe that they were going to be famous before it actually happened. So they did several things, one of which I remember, which I thought was interesting, is that they printed some boxes that said the world famous or maybe the future world famous, something like that, fish market, right? So they created their destiny in a way before it actually happened. And so I would ask all of you listening to this episode today, if you want to approve or if you want to be approved to wake up, then you have to then ask yourself, I want to believe something first and then work to create your reality. So I would encourage you to say to yourself, I am good with money, or I am going to become my personal best that I can with money, or I'm going to become a millionaire if that's what your goal is, like mine was back when I was broke at 40. I just said, you know, I want to get to a million dollar status someday. And so you you do it, you believe it, you say it to yourself, and then you work towards achieving it. If you continue to sit around and say, nope, it's not going to happen. Everybody's better than me. It's not for me. I just can't do it. I don't make enough. I'm never going to make enough. Then you're going to create your own destiny, unfortunately, and you're not going to position yourself in the best light to people that can help you, right? So if you're working for a company today and you have this very lackadaisical attitude and you're just like doing enough to get by, people are going to see that. Your management team is going to see that and they're not going to recognize you for the future potential that you could possibly give to the company. So if you believe it instead first and you say, I'm going to be great for this company. I'm going to arrive early, leave late. I'm going to make sure that they need me more than I need them and create that you know, um, positioning for yourself first. Believe it. Start to try to achieve that and then it will follow. Trust me, that will happen for you. So the first thing, again, I thought about is, you know, please, as you're thinking about creating this vision for yourself and, you know, approving yourself to wake up, you have to believe it first, and then you could work to create your reality. The second example I had for you is, or idea, um, is that I really want everybody to think about extreme cases and case studies that inspire you. But really, don't let that create what I like to refer to as a false sense of reality. Now, extreme cases, I mean things like, um, you know, people that you know that have lived in these extremes from one end of the spectrum to the other. And for some reason, the media loves to um, glorify 
those types of things because it's interesting, right? It might sell or, you know, people are going to be like, wow, that's great. I, I can't believe it. You know, this person at age, you know, 38 became a millionaire. That's what we're going to hear about in the media, of course, right? And you're going to be inspired by those types of things and maybe envious. I had a whole episode on fire envy, as you know. And you can listen to those things, but don't, again, let it create a false sense of reality. You really have to believe in yourself, as I just mentioned, and have that insight into your own personal best. Know what your capabilities are and live within that reality. And what I mean by that is if if you have a job right now where you're making, you know, 30 or 40,000 dollars a year and there's no upward mobility in terms of getting to like a 200,000 dollar or $300,000 job like for me, I know that's not going to happen. So I live in my reality and I say, "Okay, great. I can be inspired by other things. Of course I can. But I'm going to live in my own reality and I'm going to look at my situation and I'm going to be of course proud of every little step that I take." towards whatever this vision is for myself. It may not be as grand as everything that we see in the media, but guess what? That's okay. And why is that okay? It's okay because most people perhaps, you know, struggle with even getting the basics of personal finance down. So if you're trying to get to $500,000, you know, by the time you retire, great. If you're trying to get to a million dollars by the time you retire, then great. You know, because remember, in my season one, I did talk about some of the statistics out there um, that we hear about. Only about three or four percent um, is the income that's saved really by most people. So on an annual level, most people in society today only save about three or four percent of their income. So you guys know, as Broke at 40 listeners, you're going to be better than that. You're going to try to get your savings rate up and up and up with every year. of households, as you know, can't come up with like $400 for an emergency. That's how close they are to the brink, if you will, of financial ruin, perhaps. If they lose their income, uh uh-oh, I have to claim bankruptcy. That's how close they are. You know, if you think of it like a credit card, you know, you have a balance and you might be bumping up against your credit line. That's no way to live, to only have a little bit of available credit. Think of your financial life in the same fashion that you have to have that leeway of available funds, if you will, not on a credit card, but on creating the financial destiny that you want. And 70% of Americans, remember, have less than $10,000 in savings. So I know many of you may not even have $10,000 in savings. Maybe you have 5,000, okay? That's great. Just you know, pat yourself on the back and say, I've got to start somewhere. We've been talking about that quite a bit over the past several weeks. You know, you've got to start somewhere and it might might be that you're broke at 40 like I was. So again, remember all of these statistics. And so the second thing I thought of just to get on back on track here is, you know, always be inspired by extreme cases, um, but really bring that down to your level and think about it. For yourself. And I know many of you might be thinking, well, Evan, Thomas, myself, um, you may be thinking that's an extreme case. And that might be very true. In fact, I was talking to a family member yesterday. Um, before I move on to my next point here, I just wanted to share with you quickly that, 
you know, um, as you guys know, I am getting to the point where I want to start thinking about retiring maybe in the next year or two or three years. I don't know when it's going to happen. I just know it's, it's on the, my radar, right? It's not something in the future of 10, 15, 20, 25 years. It's coming up. And so you're going to follow me through this journey of making those decisions. And just like you guys, you might not be telling your family members that you're broke, um, just like I didn't. But I, as I'm, you know, getting to this point now where I'm thinking about it, it's like, I want to start telling friends and family, but how do you really approach that topic? Just like if you're broke, how do you broach that topic? Um, do you say things like, you know, I'm thinking of retiring in a, a year or two, it's going to open up questions where it can be a little uncomfortable because then you want to say, well, I've got a $1.2 million net worth, you know, and no, we don't say that. We, we can't say those types of things, right? with friends and family. So again, everybody's wondering how well are they really doing? Are they doing great? Are they not? Do they just look like they're wealthy, but they're not? And, you know, and I'm still trying to build confidence in myself to say to myself that, yes, I could retire and I can do this. And yet I'm not really there yet, as you guys know, emotionally. So, you know, I just wanted to share that little story with you that, you know, yeah, it's almost like you're on this journey kind of by yourself and to some extent, um, but you can share with people, of course, um, but it does open up those questions where it could be a little bit uncomfortable. Um, so let me move forward, though, on to the next thing that I thought of on how I want you to be approved to wake up is I really want everybody to be thinking and seeing their life in 15 year increments. I really do. Um, as you guys know, for me, and, and let me anchor back to the story I was just telling, I got a little sidetracked, but when I was talking to my family member, you know, again, you know, I want to say, wow, I was able to do this in 15 years. And they were telling me things like, well, wow, you know, with you've probably done really well. And she, you know, she said, I'm not going to ask you, but I'm like, yeah, and I didn't say, um, but yeah, I would love to be able to tell people, wow, I did this. And I can still say, yeah, I did it in 15 years. And she said something like, wow, if you had children, which you guys know I didn't, then that may not have been possible. And I said, you know what? You're right. Then I think back about you guys. If you have families and such, then you got to get your income up, right? You got to get that gap great enough so that you can hopefully do something in a 15 year increment. But as I segue into this concept of the third thing I thought of is I really want everybody to be thinking of their financial life in 15 year increments. And the increments are from age 25 to 40, age 40 to 55, and age 55 to 70. Those really are the big chunks and critical time components, according to me, that I want you to look at. I want you to raise up 40,000 feet and look down at your life right now and say, where am I? What age am I right now? Where do I fall? Am I in bucket one, bucket two, or bucket three? That's your starting point. And that's perfectly fine to be in either one of those three buckets. Back when I was 25, spending money at the mall, you know, I wasn't thinking this way. I wasn't looking up, going down, going, okay, I see my financial future in three buckets. Those are my working years, potentially. I could work till 70. I may start at 25 or even earlier. But what I want to share with you here is that, you know, as you guys know, I got to a million dollar net worth from the 40 to 55 bucket. 
Not to say that you're going to do that unless you get your income up, keep your expenses down, but it's possible. I did it. And, you know, be thinking and believing to anchor back to number one, you have to believe something first before you can achieve it. So again, where are you? If you're in that first bucket of 25 to 40 and you have debt, then stop right now and say, how am I going to get to zero by age 40? It really depends on how much debt you have and what your income is. If you have $100,000 of consumer debt on credit cards, it may take that full 15 years to get that to zero. Maybe just go to your 401k to the match and that's it. And then, you know, be really diligent on getting that credit card down, but really raise up and see what's your potential in these 15 year increments. I think that's going to be super critical for you to see um, your starting point and where you can possibly end. So as I start segueing into thinking about closing today's episode on how you can be approved, of course, to wake up, um, especially before it's too late, the last thing I thought of today that I'd like to share with everybody is you really need to let your experience of scarcity prepare you towards financial success. So let me say that one more time. It really is important for all of us to let our experience of scarcity propel you towards financial success. I think um, this is the most important one of everything I've talked about so far on today's episode. And let me tell you why. So as you guys know, if you're in your 20s and 30s, or you're looking back over your 20s and your 30s, you may have made really great gains in your life, in your financial life. You may have you may have children, you're providing for those children, you're putting food on the table, <clears throat> you are building your career, you're getting better jobs, you're starting to make more money, you are, you know, happy, you're living in the moment perhaps, and you're buying a house, you are, you know, you financed it and you're paying for it. Maybe you got some credit card debt, maybe you don't. Um, But you probably have a lot of years of experience where you have a scarcity mindset. That scarcity mindset, I have to say, is going to propel you because it is going to teach you everything that you need to know um, during these years, obviously, to truly understand the value of that experience that can then give you and has given you the skill sets, as you know, to be prepared when the thriving years come. I've talked about this before, and I want to end today by talking about it one more time because it's super important. Building wealth as you move forward and you start making more money is really the easy part um, on many levels, right? Once you get to a point where you're ready to go, you automate things. Okay, great. You, You set it and forget it and you navigate and such. But more importantly than actually building that wealth is having the ability to not only sustain it, but to keep it. So many people build that wealth and then they start spending it before they really should be spending it. So that's what I'd like to leave you with today again is, as you go through these years of scarcity, never forget the scarcity, never forget it. Because once the thriving years come, like for me, when I was 40 years old, I started making more money. I had a gap. 
that scarcity mindset is what really gave me then again the skill sets that I needed to do exactly what I needed to do once the thriving years came. Well, that's what I have for you guys on today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. So just to recap quickly before we end the episode, I want all of you to believe in yourself. And not only that, but you really have to see the future before you can achieve it. So see that vision for yourself being better with money. And that will really happen for you if you believe it first. I also want you guys to listen to extreme stories on blogs and on, you know, podcasts and always be thinking and learning from that, but bring it down to your level, bring it down to a point where you know exactly where you are and where you can go. I also want you guys to be thinking in terms of 15 year increments from age 25 to 40, 40 to 55 and 55 to 70 and know exactly where you are. Do you need to pay off debt? Are you just starting to save? Are you going to start investing? Know exactly where you are and where you can get to. And finally then, and perhaps most importantly, is I really think that all of us should be very proud of these years that you are in a scarcity mindset. So if you're looking back over your 20s and 30s and you've learned these skills to survive and to have that scarcity mindset is so important. Why? Because it's going to help you when the thriving years come. So I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. I want you to make it your mission to walk with me to wealth. I appreciate everybody. I believe in you. And I congratulate you guys for every step of the way. This is Evan Thomas, and I'll see you next week on the Broke at 40 podcast. Alrighty, that's going to do it for another episode, everybody. Hey, I've got a favor. If you've got a friend that's struggling financially at any age, please share this episode with them. Let them know that I went from broke to a million dollar net worth in just about 14 years. And if I can do it, anybody can. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. What do I always say? It's okay to be broke at 40. It really is, but not at 50 or 55 now that you found us you can change your financial destiny. I'm Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast.